Peter is Michelle. Michelle is teaching. Oh no, I guess I don't. Sorry. Is that good? What time do we usually end? Okay. Um, so, I think that that song is a really good song. It's kind of a girly song, in my opinion, because boys don't really sing about singing. But, um, but I love how it says, um, I can sing in the troubled times, sing when I win. Because, you know, there are times in life when life is easy and life is great, and you're like, life is so good. And it's really easy to praise God and to go to church and to be positive in those times. But, you know, life sometimes gives us a series of hard breaks. Sometimes it's because we bring it on ourselves. Sometimes we don't. We live in a sinful world. And so I just love that song, and I, I hope that you can remember throughout the week if you get dealt a hard blow in any way, that you can just remember to sing. Because we've had kind of a hard week this week, and one of the things that I've been doing is I've been singing. And I'm sure my kids sometimes are like, please be quiet. Um, I sing when I fill up with gas. I just sing here and there. Um, but I just hope that encourages you. I'm a dork. Okay. Um, okay, so this is weird because I'm not a scholar nor am I a theologian. And <laughs> my choice of literature is not always the most... Um, mind-boggling, provocative thinking stuff. But, um, but I think what I'm going to share with you tonight is really important. And I will say this, it's not based on one scripture. So it's not like I'm going to say, turn to your Bibles here, um, because it's kind of based on several scriptures. Uh, and I'm not going to have you turn to all of them, but there is one scripture that I would like for you to turn to. And it's, it's kind of weird, um, but it's Daniel uh, chapter 11. So if you turn to Daniel chapter 11, and you're going to look at verse 32, and you're really not going to even look at all of verse 32, you're going to look at the last part of verse 32. And um, this is uh, a passage of scripture that um, just very briefly, um, <laughs> apropos for what I just said, I guess, um, there, the, the Jewish people are fixing to fall on tough times. And a lot of it is because they brought it on themselves. They have worshipped idols. They have been disobedient. They have been unfaithful. And so as a result of that, um, in Daniel, um, the, especially the, the first part of Daniel, you'll see that they are actually um, exiled and they're taken from their homeland. And Dan's preached on that before. In this particular passage, it's more of a prophetic passage of when difficult times will come. And we all have difficult times. But I love it because sometimes in the midst of difficult times, and I, I think we kind of live in difficult times as far as being Christians, um, sometimes it's just hard to, to stand up and, and, uh, and have a voice when it can be drowned out by nature naysayers and, and um, minorities who, who may just want to, you know, not hear the Christian message. But whatever. I'm going to read this passage of scripture once. Don't close your Bible because we're going to come back to it again. Um, if you have a little pen, uh, you might want to just underline this because this passage of scripture I think is amazing. How many of you guys um, went to graduation, the Yuli graduation? Okay. For those of you who didn't go to Yuli graduation, and for those of you who were here that night, I'm kind of doing a little repeat of what I spoke on that night with my book. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Aren't you so pleased? Um, so I just want to say I'm sorry, but I, I, we kind of had to do it that way, and I feel like it's, it's that important to share. So um, 
Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. I just want you to look at the, the last part of it. And I'm going to read it to you. And this is what it says. It says, The people who know their God shall stand firm and take action. Did you see that in the last part there? The people who know their God will be strong and take action. Now, if you read before and after it, you'll be like, what is this talking about? It's prophecy. That's the main part. Is He's saying, in the midst of difficulty, this is what I want you to remember. The people who know their God will stand up. Take action. Now, I want to ask you a question. But I, it's rhetorical, so don't answer. I heard this on the news yesterday. What makes a 13-year-old boy riding his bicycle down the street run into a burning building to rescue a little girl. That was on the news yesterday. <clears throat> what makes a shy 12-year-old boy get the courage to start an organization called Loose Change to Loosen Chains? I wish I would have thought of that because that sounds really good. To fight against modern-day slavery. 12 years old. <laughs> what makes a 3-year-old? Three 3-year-old. Three wake up in the morning and empty the top rack of a dishwasher for her mama. My friend's three-year-old, Miss Larissa's little Adelaide, did that. Or Avonlea, yesterday. Three. Nothing was broken. What makes an ordinary 15-year-old boy named Connor join with four friends, all under the age of 17, to start an organization named Dry Tears to combat a clean water issue around the world? What, what makes a kid do that? Which they've raised $20,000 from the publishing of this book. What makes a kid leave their table at, in the lunchroom and sit next to a new kid? What makes someone offer to help a teacher carry a box of books to the room? What makes an ordinary person step out and take action? I think some people might say, well, they're courageous. Some people might say, well, they're, they're, they have strength of character. Some people might say, it's just their personality. I'm so shy, I wouldn't do stuff like that. Or they're just so, so, wow, they're just out there, they do stuff. What is it? What makes people just take action and say, I'll do it? Now, I will say, I'm one of those dorks that someone's like, do you need, a, oh, unless it has something to do with germs, then I'm not quick to volunteer. But I was the one in school, I was always like, ooh, pick me. <laughs> I just think it's fun to be picked for stuff. Um, so I was kind of that person. I'm not necessarily talking about that. I'm talking about when no one else around you is doing it, and yet you step out and you say, I'll do it. I'll do it. Now with that said, I want to say that I think there's one word besides the words take action, which is a phrase, um, that I think sums that up. But in order to introduce that word to you, I'm going to read you a book. <laughs> I love you. Okay, so this book is one of my favorite. And you'll understand, hopefully. But anyway, it's called the Dog Poop Initiative. Oh, And it's, on a, it's based on a true story. <laughs> And I think it's just a great thing because it teaches a good point. All right. All the high schoolers are thinking, you are an idiot. But that's okay. I realize that. That's what makes this so wonderful. Okay. And it rhymes, which is beautiful. I will show you the pictures. Do not fret. A man walking his dog, a squirrel climbing a tree. Something's about to happen. 
let's look and see. You're never too old for a good story. The man whistles with an innocent look on his face. The dog sniffs and finds just the right place. The man looks away. The squirrel covers his eyes while the dog delivers a smelly surprise. The two walk away leaving a big pile of poo. The squirrel plugs his nose, not sure what to do. The stinky pile that they leave behind will soon be on everyone's mind. But will anyone in any group take the initiative to clean up this poop? Let's watch and see. Do you ever do reading groups with the elementary school? Soon the soccer kids arrive to play. It's the first two teams to play that day. Gross! It's dog poop! They point and they shout. Everyone seems willing to point it out. The game begins and they play for a while. <coughs> With luck and great effort, they avoid the pile. There's the pile. There's the team. Okay. As the next two teams arrive later that day, the pointers point and warn where not to play. The coach and the, dis- the ref discuss what to do. Coach says, it won't be easy, kids. I know, but we'll need to watch out where we go. From that poopy pile, we must stay away. But let's have fun. Come on, let's play. There was more than one close call, sometimes a shoe, sometimes the ball. Parents would yell or coach would shout, kick the ball, score the ball, go have fun and watch out. So far, we've seen our lots of pointers and a pooper. But what about initiative? Where are the leaders and the scoopers? (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) A coach and a player, a father and a son, they may change the score before the day is done. The pointers see the problem. The pointers see the problem, and as all pointers do, they point, then blame, and whine a bit, and give some coaching too. For they see themselves as experts now on how to avoid the poo. Without so much as the blink of an eye, this coaching dad passes the pointers by. Then, finding something to use as a scoop, he went over and cleaned up that poop. Life is full of people who are pointers, and they're only scoring zeros. You're scoring a zero. (laughs) The players who take the initiative are the winners and the heroes. The scoopers take initiative and are the ones who lead the way. They make the field a better place for all the rest to play. They don't waste time pointing, complaining, or worrying who's to blame. They simply do what must be done and then get on with that game. The next day at school... It doesn't matter where it came from or who put it there. What matters is the leader we become when we decide to care. Now, someone's just throwing a piece of trash right here. When we remember that initiative is just what leaders do, he's thinking of his daddy who cleaned up the poo. When we remember their example, then we can do it too. The example of our initiative may help others more clearly see the kind of person and even the hero that they too can choose to be. The end. Now, I get that that is a ridiculous story. And I get that you might go home and say to your mama, (laughs) maybe you don't even want to admit it, (laughs) or say the words out loud. Um, Regardless, it's a funny book. (laughs) 
and I learned about it in a second grade class. I thought, I love that book. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> Shows my level of scholarly wisdom. Anyway, so what do you think my word is based on that book? Initiative. Initiative. Take action. What do you think the word initiative means? Don't use the words take action. What does it mean to have initiative? To do something that no one else is willing to do. Oh, that's such a good definition. It's way better than the ones I have. That's exactly right. It's doing something that no one is willing to do. But it goes beyond that. I really like this. It's an act that begins a series of actions. So in that book, you've got that guy who's saying, oh, you're really playing a soccer game and no one's cleaned it up, hello. Cleans it up. The kid watches at school. He sees something. He's like, oh, I'll clean that up. And he just takes that initiative. Now, I have to tell you, since I've read this great non-spiritual book, it has really inspired me to take initiative on some things. To see something and go, oh, I'm going to pick that up. And I'm normally kind of that kind of person anyway because I'm just a busybody. Um, not in a... Well, I guess maybe in a bad way, but whatever. So, but I, I just sit there and I'm like, okay. So here's my, my thing. I think that the word initiative, and we're going to say initiative, take action, doing what other people aren't willing to do, doing something that just creates the series of events of good things. And honestly, you can do things that creates a series of bad events too. We're not talking about that. We're talking about those good things. But I just want us to think about what, what would it be like if as believers... Well, this is talking about something totally non-spiritual. But as believers, if we take initiative, if we take action, I'm going to use a John Piper word. If we have, ready, holy ambition. Woo! What does that mean? I'm not sure. Take action. But if we just take action. Now, let me tell you this. The Bible, I want to be careful with what I say, so you need to hear me out here. The Bible is really a book about action. Let me say that again. The Bible is really a book about action. And I think it's a story where we as believers, we are invited to join in and do and act and love and live. We're not invited to come a, become a Christian so you can sit on the sidelines and be like, oh gosh, sorry about that. Yeah, you're lousy. Yeah, and just sit back and do nothing. Now, again, let me say, I am clearly aware, and I want to make sure you understand, we are not saved by what we do. You, are not, you don't gain access into heaven by what you do. I get that. C.S. Lewis walked into a group of scholars who were debating the difference between Christianity and all the other religions, and C.S. Lewis said, you know, Chronicles of Narnia, he said, that's easy. It's grace. Because that's what Christianity is all about. That's what separates it from all these other religions where you have to do all these things to get to heaven. I'm not saying you have to do all these things to get to heaven. What I'm saying is, when you are truly a believer in Jesus Christ, you naturally do things. You take action. You step out. You love. You forgive. You give. You tithe. You set your mind on things above. You deny. You follow. You take action. The whole Bible is full of action verbs. A few linking verbs, a few being verbs like be still and know that I'm God. But many, many action verbs. And that's what God wants from us. He wants us to take initiative. He wants us to say, I just feel like I need to salute every time I do this. Oh dear. I'll do it. Point the way. Yes. And listen, guys, it could be something as dumb as picking up poop. 
up poop. I'll pick up the poop. You comfort the hurting boy. It could be... That, that sounds weird. You know what I mean. God calls us. He calls us to comfort people. He calls us to get up off our rears and go and minister to the person who is hurting. And can I tell you guys something? I'm not even going by my notes. I want to tell you guys something. (laughs) I believe with my whole heart, and I know my Dan does as well, that you guys, you're beautiful for one. And not just on the outside, but you're beautiful on the inside. And you have this time of your life as teenagers, when you are not held down by a husband or wife or kids or even a full-time job, you are not held down by certain things. Now, I know you've got your limitations. I get that. But you have such freedom as a teenager. You have such enthusiasm and natural passion as a teenager for skinny jeans and stuff. I mean, you just have these, this passion, and it's, it's natural for you, and it's a beautiful time in your life. But guess what? There is a lie going on from Satan, and he wants you to think that your teenage years is all about you, getting what you want, doing what you want, being who you want. I'm going to be myself, so I'm going to pierce my belly button and my nose and my knee. Well, that's really being yourself. Go for it. I'm not saying there's necessarily anything wrong with that, though it might be painful. I'm just saying people, like, they want to make a statement about themselves, so they want to do something, like, grand, and I'm like, wait, that's not grand. I mean, it might look cool to some people, but when you do something grand, save a life, be a friend, wow your parents by doing the dishes when they don't even ask you to do it. (laughs) Mom, I'm mowing the lawn. Okay. Make sure they have a a steady heart for that and that you're not going to send them into cardiac arrest. Wow. The people who know their God shall stand firm and take action. Now, I get that there are many things we do in life that have no spiritual ramifications. I get that. And I'm not... I, I, I think that when we do those things, it is a testimony. Look, I was a, I was a middle school teacher. I loved middle school. I loved it. But man, there were kids in my class, and I'm going, I loved them all. But there were clearly those kids who stood out because they were the ones who took charge. They took initiative. They took a stand. They took action. Those are the kids that when it was time to pick someone for a scholarship, I'd be like, oh, how about that kid? Because they, they, just, they, they just, just, I don't know, they stepped forth. They arose. I don't know. I, I can't even explain it. But I'm saying people watch you. People say, oh, they're lazy. Oh, they're this. Oh, they're that. Oh, they're great. They are a hard worker. And let me tell you, my sweet Dan, he said that at World Changers this week, he got several compliments about what hard workers our youth were. I was like, yeah, and you are, you are. I mean, that's awesome, and that is, and and even Michelle was telling me that she saw, like, you guys were working hard, and I'm so proud of that. But let me read you. This is a book called Do Hard Things. Has anyone ever read this? Yes. Did you like it? Don't answer. Let's talk later. Okay, because if you didn't, you'll ruin my story. Okay, I just want to read you just one little quote from this. These are two teenagers who wrote the book, Twins. Wonderful. My twin sister will be here. My twin sister will be here in three weeks. So we might try to trick you at church. So watch out. I know. 
When I was at her school, I walked in and I had her clipboard and I pretended to be her with all her second grade students. I was like, hey guys! They're like, hey Miss Nicholson! Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, you are so cute! And they, then they looked at me like, she is not responding to me. Like, she doesn't even know me. And then Melissa walked in and they were like, oh! One kid said, I am hallucinating. I'm like, how do you know that word? You are in second grade. You should not know the word hallucinate. Hello. Did you have a pillow with you? Did I have my pillow? No. No, we will talk about that later. I am totally, I digress. I want you to listen to this. This is what they say about teenagers, who they are themselves as they're writing. Teenagers, we, you, I was once was. One. Yes. We have proven strength. We have God-given potential. The potential to do hard, important things. But we are held captive by a lie. We have been conditioned to believe what is false, to stop when things feel hard, and to miss out on God's incredible purpose for our teen years. I want to challenge you to step out and take action. Daniel eleven thirty two says the people who know their God will take action. First John three eighteen says, Let us not love in word or talk, but in deed, action, and truth. Colossians three says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for man. James 2.18 says, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. I will show you my faith by what I do. That's the only way they see our faith is by what we do. That's the only way. We can talk a big talk. We can say all this stuff. I'm a member of Celebration Baptist Church. I'm a member of Journey. I'm a member wherever. But if our actions do not match our words, we're really more of a detriment to the gospel than anything. Because trust me, we've had our share of kids say, I don't really want to go to church because I see how they act at school. And I have no desire to be a part of that. We have to take action. We have to take initiative. We have to step out and be bold and be brave and say, I will do it. I will help. I will do the little things like picking up dog poop that don't matter in the big scheme of life and eternity and all that. And I will progress to the big things. And you know what? It takes one little step of courage to realize you can take another step of courage and you can take another step and another step. My dad is hilarious. And he, he, I will tell you, in the past few months, I've been with my dad on several occasions. He has witnessed while we were, he has witnessed to people while we were in the emergency room. He has witnessed to people while we were blueberry picking. He has witnessed to people in Wendy's. A couple years ago, I was with him when he witnessed to people in the flea market. He has witnessed to people in the middle of the hot springs in Utah. And that's just like two days worth. No, am I lying? It doesn't matter. 
<laughs> I'm not, I promise. When we're on the airplane, not only is he witnessing, but he goes, <laughs> I'm sitting beside him and I'm listening. I'm like, this man is amazing. And he's like, I will not let any, I fell out of a tree once. I thought I was going to die. And I thought from that point on, I will never let a day go by where I don't tell people about Jesus. And he continues on and he goes, it's like that song. We're on an airplane. And then he starts to sing. Lord, Lord, prepare. It gets in her face. Prepare me to be a sanctuary. Do you know that song? She's going, <clears throat> he's going, pure and whole. I'm sitting beside him going, I think I'm going to take a nap right now. I think I'm just going to turn this way and hyperventilate in a minute. But it, you know what's amazing? Is the next day, a dude from the plane where he witnessed emails him and says, what you told me has changed my life. I was like, are you you serious? (laughs) That's impressive. (laughs) He takes initiative. It doesn't matter where he is. I'll be honest, sometimes it's embarrassing. Sometimes the timing is a little inappropriate. (laughs) Sometimes you're just like, we were sitting in front of a bathroom in the airport and there were two Mormon girls and he's like, I need to tell you about something. And I'm going, oh, no, no, not here. Not here. And he just starts witnessing to them. They're, they're going, you're in an airport. You have some place to be. And he's like, it will just take a minute. It doesn't matter where we are. He takes initiative. It's beautiful. It's convicting. I was in the emergency room a couple days ago with my Joe. I was like, I was convicted. I was like, I'm going to talk to these people about Jesus. And I'm going, the whole time I'm like, all right, um, yeah. So, (laughs) but guess what? I mean, I was determined. I was determined because I've read the dog poop initiative and I've been by my dad and I know what the Bible says. The people who know my God will stand firm and take action. So I just was like, and three times, three times within an hour and a half, I got to the issue of Jesus. That doesn't happen often for me because it's usually maybe screaming or whatever and it's not a good time. But regardless, I was like, yes, I did it. I don't say that to brag, I say it because it was a really big accomplishment for me. But here's the deal. If school is starting soon, not soon. Oh, I didn't say that. No. School is starting in a little while. And this is what I want you to do. Pray about, start praying now. What kind of student are you going to be? If you're starting college, what are you going to be like when you're at school? What's going to happen? And I want to leave you with three things, okay? First of all, what does this mean for you? Number one, don't be afraid. The Bible says in 2 Timothy that God has not given us a spirit of fear. And trust me, I, I get afraid often because I'm like, these people are going to think like I'm an idiot. Well, you know, who cares? I mean, I guess we care. I care. But we should, maybe we should. I don't know. But the Bible says that he's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-discipline. And boy, yes. Number one, don't be afraid to just take it. Just step out. And do what needs to be done, whether it's something small or something big. Start small. Go home tonight and do something for your mom or your dad or your brother or your sister that you would never do. The other day I woke up and Noah was emptying the dishwasher. I almost started crying. I was like, yo, you emptied the dishwasher. And I walked away. But inside I'm going, that's so sweet. I'm sorry, buddy. I just have to, that's taking initiative. I mean, a three-year-old did it too, but Noah did too. <laughs> I'm telling you.
you. Here's the thing. Like, start small. Just, just say, you know, I, I just want to, if you see a piece of paper lying on the floor, pick it up. If you see a, a, a lady who needs a chair, get up and give her your chair. You know, like, just take initiative. Don't be afraid. Number two, I just want you to realize that God wants to use you. The Bible says, do not let anyone look down on you because you are young. No! People are like, you're just a teenager. You go, that's right! I mean, be respectful. I am a teenager, and I have time, and I have passion, and I got this. And you do it. Don't let anyone look down on you you are young, but, but set an example for the believers in your speech, in your life, in your love, in your faith, in your purity, in how you live, and how you act. Set an example. And the last thing, don't back away from hard. Don't back away from doing what is hard. Don't back away from drudgery. I don't want to do that. That's boring. Who cares? Just do it. Especially when it's to advance the kingdom of Christ. Don't be afraid. Last thing. Well, I mean this. Whatever. What if our youth group was made of people who took initiative? I'm going to read this because I think it's really good. And had holy ambition or took action. What if we picked up the dog poop? What if we comforted the hurting? What if we spoke truth at school even when it was unpopular? What if we told people about Jesus? And even maybe sang them a little song? Don't do that. (laughs) What if we invited kids to church, even if they say no? What if we read the Bible a lot and then memorize it? And let me just tell you, Miss Miss Candy, I, I hope you don't get mad at me for saying this. I probably shouldn't have included you on this. But as you get older, older, it is hard to memorize. I sometimes forget my zip code. I'm like, I forget my kid's birth date. Am I right, Miss Candy? You guys have these like minds of like awe and wonder. She never knew her birthday. Hey. So this is the time when you hide it in your heart, man. This I still remember things from when I was your age. Um, but new things I can't remember. What if what if we made money? just to give it away or to save it up to go on a mission trip? What if we picked a career that honored God? What if we stood up for justice in the week? What if we helped out our mom or dad or grandma or youth pastor or whatever without being told? What if we respected those teachers that others didn't? What if we forgave when we've been wronged? What if we who know our God Stand firm and take action. You might be here tonight and you, you might think, I want to be that kind of person. I want to, I am, I am full of great ideas. I'm like, I can do that. I can be that person. I see someone doing like aerial gymnastics on, what's that show we watched last night? And I think, I could do that. <laughs> and then I think, Oh, maybe not. She's rolling down. I, I am a, I'm a, a person who, who thinks, like, I could do that. And then the reality of the day sets in, and I fail. But I really believe with all my heart that you guys can change Yuli by taking action, by being a person of initiative, by just doing what other people won't do, and by doing those things that set things in motion. You might want to talk to someone about what it means to have faith in Christ and and what that looks like. 
And uh, you might just want to talk to Dan about, you know, some things in your life, whatever. I don't know. But I hope you're encouraged. I hope you liked my book. I hope you like this book even better. And I challenge you to read this book because it's pretty interesting. I was going to read you a part about um, Teddy Roosevelt, but no time for that. So um, you can look him up. He's pretty amazing. Anyway, all right, let's pray. Lord, I know I'm a dork. And I know I'm silly. And I like books that aren't very thought-provoking and smart. But Lord, even using this book in a second-grade classroom, you spoke to me. Because I want to be that person to take initiative, to take action, to do whatever I do as for the Lord. I want to see the person around me and just do something that needs to be done. And I believe with all my heart that these students in this room, they have that natural passion and, and, and winsome personalities and wonder and awe at life. I know that you have chosen them to do more than just sit back and during these teen years and be just focused on themselves. You've chosen them to, be, to just be people who can change our community. Lord, thank you just that even they're here. It may even be a challenge just to get here, but they're here. I pray that you'll encourage them with this word, that you'll give them a a hunger and a thirst. Give us a hunger and a thirst to read your word and to love it and to, to hunger for it and to thirst for it where nothing else satisfies. If we have to sing it, let's sing it. If we have to wrap it, let's wrap it. Do whatever we need to do to get your words hidden in our heart and in our minds. And Lord, as we leave here, As we leave here, Lord, I pray you'll convict us of those things we need convicted about and encourage us in those things that we are doing well. And I pray all this in your name. Amen.